And so those who aren't aware, we're starting a new series as of today. And what we're basically doing is that we are taking some songs and we're taking some scriptures and we are lining them up uh, and seeing what God is saying to us through uh, those particular songs and through those scriptures. Um, and so today we're going to be doing that and I'm going to be going very, very personal today. So sharing some very, very deep stuff, um, but hopefully it will be something that will help uh, and encourage everybody else um, along the way. Um, the song we're going to be looking at today is by Bia Miller. Um, the song is called Fire and Gold. Uh, and the scripture we're going to be looking at is Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. They are essentially different, but very much the same. And what I'll be sharing with you guys today is how the Holy Spirit really takes that track and helps me learn um, in the process. Um, and again, it's a very, very deep, deep thing. Um, but I'm really glad to be able to share it with everybody. Um, so to start off with, have you guys heard that song before? Sing it. I, I cannot sing it. I can play it though. I can play it. I'll play a quick snippet of it. Um, hopefully it's not too loud. Sometimes it's just hard to song fire and gold um, now in essence what the song is it's a song of encouragement to people it's about reminding us that there is more to us than meets the eye um, and we can all go through situations where we might not necessarily feel special or significant um, and this song is literally just about saying you know what there is something special about you don't forget that um, and acknowledge that um, and for me, this song has been, I love listening to it because I have grown up being in a state of being very, very insecure, I would say. Like for me, growing up has been tough um, and it's more insecure from a physical perspective. So for me, growing up, I've always felt like, ah, oh, I don't look good enough. Like no one likes me, that kind of stuff. And it goes back to loads and loads of different situations in the past. Um, but for me, it just felt like physically, I never seemed to be kind of what people would want or appreciate or like. And it, again, it's down to a bunch of different reasons. One, it might be comparing myself to other people. Um, I mean, growing up, my, my brother was always tough because for him, it was like he was smart, creative and good looking. So he seemed to have these marks. It was always like kind of... Like he had it. I was like, you have everything. And the girls always going for him as well. I'm like, dude, you have everything in life. And I never had that same response. So I was like, oh man, that's tough. And the thing is, when you're a little brother, you always look up to your big brother. You know what it's like. You kind of want to be like them. And so to not be getting the same feedback as him, I was always like, 
man, what's wrong with me? And then growing up in life, um, it would be like small little things, like, obviously because I was small for my size. But for me, I didn't really notice it. For me, it was just, I didn't clock it. People would say, oh, you're short. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. Um, and it'd be, when I looked at a photo, then I'd be like, oh, I'm small. But outside of looking at a picture, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. Um, but over the years, as you hear more and more people saying it, for me, it just added to that layer of, am I good enough? Is there anything actually significant or special about me? Um, and that was tough. And then certain things happened in life as well. I remember one time, ah, oh, this, when this happened, I was like, God, why? Like, why am I just doomed to like physically just be whack or something? Um, I had like, in my, like right between my eyes, I had a, a spot and it was in secondary school. And obviously secondary school is tough as it is. Your puberty, you're growing up. It's a stage you're trying to figure out who you are. And I had this spot right in, in, in the middle of my eyes. I was like, great, thanks, that's awesome. And I'm like, I'm not having this, I'm, you have to go. So I remember that night, I must have got some soap and stuff, and just scrubbed it off, I was like, you know, you're gonna go. And then it went. And then the next morning when I woke up, there was like this big black mark in between my eyes, and it was big. And I was like, oh, ouch, this doesn't help much. So when you're growing up at a point of being insecure about how you are physically anyway, and you have something like that to compound it, it hits you a lot, especially when you're young and like, what, why, why is this happening to me? Why do things keep happening to me? Why does nothing seem to be working in my favor when it comes to this particular area of my life and this particular mark did not stay for a couple of hours it did not stay for a couple of days it did not stay for a couple of months this thing was me for a couple of years a couple of years and it was tough i remember one point i actually um i never even told people this one point in time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to put some makeup on. So remember, I'd go to my mom's room, get some makeup on, and i put it on my, like, over the mark, just so that no one could see it. Because I was like, I'm not having this. I'm like, I already feel like a waste, man. I'm not going to do this. And I remember in school, one of my friends, like, he didn't say it as a diss or anything like that. Um, he noticed it, and he was like, oh, you look like a horse. And I was like, thanks that doesn't really help much to the situation um and for me it was i guess extra difficult because for me i internalized everything because in terms of being confident in terms of speaking to people i'm cool with that i'm fine but this particular situation this was just an internal self-conscious thing i was very self-conscious about myself and how i was physically anything else that's nothing i'm like wolf ducks back we'll do that but internally it was like I was almost felt like I was two people because on one hand I was this guy who can just do but inside of me there was just always this thing of I'm not good enough I don't feel good enough how, in terms of how I look and I'm like it's just tough and then when your friend says make, makes a statement like that like ow bro you know kind of didn't need that to help me right now I'm trying to feel better than who I am this is not helping me and I know it hits me because even till today, I remember the exact place we were when he said it in school. I can still visualize it in my head. I know exactly where we were. 
Um, and so, yeah, life just kind of kept going on that tangent, that vein, where it was like, I never felt like physically I was ever anything special. Um, and even with my boys, it got even harder because, oh, <laughs> even in school, there was like two, three of us who were the short kids. And I was like, it was, it, was a, it was a nice comfort because I was like, all right, there's three of us who are short. We're the short dudes. It's good. But as the years rolled on, they would get taller and taller and taller and taller. <laughs> so it was like, all right, maybe later on in life will occur, but it just never occurs. So I kind of just say to this point. So again, it's this extra thing compounded the fact of, man, you're just never going to be ever that guy, are you, kind of thing. Um, And then on top of that, I remember with my boys, whenever we'd go out and stuff like that, whether we, you know how you do your guys, you go shopping center, or you go out, football, whatever it is, this and that. It'd always be like, they'd always be the ones who were getting attention from the girls and so on and so forth. And I'd just be that kind of like, that guy who's just there, I'm like, hi, I exist. Hi guys, yeah. I'm gonna go and uh, walk over there now. It, it, it was that kind of situation. So it, it was really, really hard to, to deal with. Um, and so over the years, it's something that God has really been kind of working in me to just realize that that, don't worry about those kind of things. It's not about you trying to be a certain way, a certain mold for anybody. But obviously in today's world, it's very hard to even understand that because when you look on TV and it's radio, it's film, wherever, you're constantly bombarded with this is what is the standard. This is what you should be like. And for me growing up, I was constantly the opposite (laughs) of everything that seemed to be what is good or right or achievable or what the state or standard you should be at. Um, and so for me, this particular song, whenever I hear it, it's really empowering and encouraging to me because it always kind of reminds me that, listen, there is more to you than this. Don't worry about you know any particular worldly standard. There is more to you. And I'd love listening to it because then I'd kind of look back at, okay, the things I could do. So for me, growing up, I love sprinting. And... What I always look back and look look at is go, okay, so I have got this ability to run fast. And I try to analyze it and go, okay, I got that from my mum. And so those things will make me feel special because I'm like, okay, so I got that piece from my mum because she used to be a runner. So for me, that would build me up a lot because I'm like, that makes me special because I've been given this particular thing that's been passed down to me. And I'd be like, you know, that is what I need to be holding on to. It's not about me needing to look a certain way. It's about, okay, what do I have in me? And so this song would kind of trigger those thought processes. And I'd be like, yeah, that's cool, actually. I've got that in me. But what's really nice is that the Holy Spirit didn't really keep it at that place. He'd allow me to kind of go deeper and go, yeah, so where did your mom get that from? And then I'd go, okay, yeah, she must have got it from maybe her, her mom or her dad. And I'm like, but it's like, but where did they get that from? They're praying, they're guarding, they're whoever, they're whoever, they're whoever. And it just keeps going back and back and back and back. And ultimately, God to just lead it all back to him. Because the Holy Spirit's like, well, ultimately, what they can do, their gifts, their talents, ultimately, it all comes from me. And I'm like, that's deep. That's deep. And so that's where that link to Genesis chapter 1 comes in. Because 
as it says. I'll read it here for you now because I can't memorize it. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so when the Holy Spirit takes me to this point of realizing, listen, at the end of the day, who you are, who you've been made in, is in my image and likeness, suddenly that shatters all issues. It shatters everything because then I get to go, wait, hold up. I am made ultimately in the image and likeness. God, that's a wonderful thing because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, biggest deal ever. For me, when I um, read these verses, it's like finding out that your dad is Superman. Like, imagine Clark Kent is real, right? Imagine Clark Kent is real. Like, dude, right now, we can go to Clapham Common Station, right? And like, under the cat stuck in a tree and you see Superman sweeping and save the day. And he walks up to you and goes, by the way, I'm your dad. I mean, obviously, that would be a weird situation to occur. But to know that Superman is your dad and you, you've inherited everything that he has, in, he has, you would feel incredible. And so for me, when I read this, these verses, I'm like, that's deep. That is who is behind me. That is who, who is in me. That is who, is who always has my back. I'm not this basic individual who I've created in my own mindset. I'm more than that, but not through me, but through Christ. And that always encouraged me, always, 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 always. And um, one particular thing um, in this verse is where it says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. I love that particular aspect because there's almost two things. There's never been like a scholarly breakdown of this. But I love the fact that it says make them in our image and likeness. Because when I read that, I see two different things. I see image and I see likeness. And so for me, image relates to that, those physical attributes. So obviously none of us look like God, no doubt. You know, oh, I'll mention Ezekiel briefly. Because he's epic. But the fact is we've been made in some minor degree in that image. And so in that alone gives you me personally and gives us collectively no reason to question how we look physically because at the end of the day our physical likeness has been made in the likeness of God in some minor degree and so that is something to be incredibly proud of and that is the standard if anything we should always be reflecting on not the standard of our brothers or our sisters or our friends or our cousins or our family that is the image we should always be referring to as that image which defines us. And so for me, I get to go, oh, that's deep. All right, nice. So physically, actually, I've got you. So that's cool. That's actually pretty deep. That's, I'm like, yeah, that's nice. I like that. All right. So my baldness is actually kind of cool because it just reveals your scalp kind of thing. I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's deep. And then there's a second aspect of that, which is the likeness part. And for me, that likeness, for me, when I, when I read that anyway, it is all about those characteristics and those gifts and those talents, those attributes 
of God and of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And so when I read the scripture, I go, okay, not only have I been made in that light, that physical likeness to a degree, but I've been endowed, therefore, with those gifts and those talents that are from God himself. And so that then is another encouragement, another reason to go, wait, there's no need to be insecure about how you feel. Because within you are those gifts and those talents and those characteristics from God himself. So what you have isn't something to hide. What you have isn't something to be ashamed of. What you have isn't something to try to compare to other people about. It's something to celebrate. It's something to rejoice in. And for me, that's a big deal. And there's one particular scripture I'll mention really briefly um, in Ezekiel um, chapter 1. So Ezekiel has this vision of the glory of God. And oh my days. I remember when I read this, I was like, oh gosh, God, you're the guy. And so in a nutshell, the, the, the vision of the glory of God that Ezekiel gets is God on the throne and he's essentially just a huge flame of fire. He is glimmering, amber-like. He's just on fire and there's like a halo, like a rainbow around him. There is just glory coming from him. And when I read that scripture and when I visualize it and I, I, I cannot fathom it. And for me, that's just a vision of the glory of God. You know, that's just a vision of the glory of God. So the reality of it, oh my days. But to think that that is the image and likeness we've been made of. To know that that is what we carry. That is what is within us. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. That is the reason to not be insecure about how I am physically. That is the reason to be confident in who I am. Because that awesomeness is what resides in me. That awesomeness is who has formed me. And if God has made me the way I am, then there's nothing wrong with me. If he needed something fixed, he will fix it, or it would have been fixed. And so my encouragement that I've got, and the encouragement I want to give everybody here and everybody listening, is that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made, every single one of us. And even though for me personally, this is still something that God is working in me. I'm, I've still not arrived. There are still some days when I wake up and I'm like, man, I feel like a waste dude. And things happen. I'm like, God, why is this happening again? Why? 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 But then there's some days I'm like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I'm on fire today. I'm like, yeah, I've got this. But there's still some days where it kind of dips a bit. And I kind of love this, that God still allows that because for me, it's him showing me that there's still some work to do he's like yes we've dealt with most of it there's still some bits and pieces there's still some aspects of you which are holding on to that that doubt that's holding on to this self-conscious side of you and I need you to kind of let it go because at the end of the day it doesn't mean anything it's not significant so again I'm still very much on that journey Um, but it's amazing to know that you know again how we are again is awesome and it's something to appreciate and so for every one of us I just want to encourage you again that you are all absolutely awesome how you've been made physically spiritually is fantastic and you have no reason to feel down about yourself 
you have no reason to need to compare yourself to another person because as we have all been made is ideal is perfect and at the same time I guess it's also a message to be humble in how you have been made because I guess if you're in a position that you are somebody who physically everybody kind of goes to all the time and they like they're attracted to understand that you've been made in a in a very particular peculiar way peculiar in a good sense but it's not something to flaunt or show off it's something to just honor and take care of because that's something that's been given to you um but yeah let none of us ever be discouraged let none of us ever be disheartened and know that you know even if you are feeling down or low about yourself it is literally only ever for a time and so one thing is to never ever give in to those feelings of self-loathing or self-doubt um because the truth is if you do you just go it takes you down this very deep deep dark dark path that is very very hard to get out of and again i speak i say that from experience because for me literally growing up and just consistently from a physical standpoint kind of only ever kind of receiving or hearing or getting a negative response it did a major number on me and it took years for God to really bring me back out of that because again it's just so easy to fall down that that rabbit hole and again it's just because of the way the world is because of the way the images of what is perfection is you know the image of perfection that is shown is is very very um difficult to deal with you know um and so never ever shy away from being who you have been made and so yeah that is um what I wanted to share today so whenever you guys do listen to be a miller fire and gold please like be encouraged by it um but don't just stay on the surface of it so don't just go i am great because there's more to me look into that greatness look into what makes you great and don't just stop on the physical level of because of these gifts and these talents or these physical attributes i have been given by my parents and my guardians or through generations but let it lead you all the way back to god to jesus to the holy spirit to the one who made you so that ultimately who you get to see you've come from is him so that ultimately you have the perfect anchor and foundation and reason to feel justified and secure and made well because you're made in the image and likeness of God and that's best thing ever amen i'll pray for us uh, and then we'll close father god i am um, i just thank you so much for today i thank you for allowing us to come together um and to just very briefly um get to appreciate that we are the work of your hand. Um in this world father it is so easy for us to in ourselves create illusions or ideas of what we should be like, what we should look like, what we should sound like, how we should be. Um and it's so easy to also have you know to listen to what the world tells us is the correct standard what is acceptable what is pleasing 
Um, but Father, we shouldn't be basing our self-confidence, our worth in, the, in our own internal perspectives. We should not be basing our internal worth on what the world is telling us. Our internal worth has been defined by you from the time you made us. And again, you are the perfect molder. So for every single one of us, you have made us well, you have made us beautiful, you have made us right. And so I pray that for every single one of us here and for every single person listening, they will just be full of that revelation of you who has made them. They will be full of a joy and an excitement that they are unique, they are rare, they are special because of who you are, because of who you have made them. And every single one of us, Father God, we carry, we carry an aspect of you physically, creatively, spiritually, mentally. There's something in us that is an attribute of you. And I thank you that you even saw it fit to give us a portion of yourself in any degree because we, as people, are nothing. We're worthless ultimately at the end of the day. But yet you see us as being special enough to give yourself to us. So may we be empowered by the fact that we are made in your image and your likeness. And may that give us all the confidence we need to be who you have called us to be. So I declare for every single one of us, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that we from this day forward will not care about what others say or think about us. We won't even care about what we think about us. We will care about what you think about us. And we will be defined by you and not by ourselves. So I declare every single one of us free in the name of Jesus Christ. Free to walk in, in liberty, free to walk in truth. And ultimately, Father God, I pray that we wouldn't even let these things take too much of our time and our attention. Because truthfully, Father God, the more time we spend focusing on ourselves, the less time we are spending on focusing on the lost, the less time we are spending on sharing your word. So may we and may the world not be distractions that stop us from doing the most important thing, which is sharing you. So may your love, Jesus Christ, permeate through us completely and bleed out into every single person around us in our schools, in our workplaces, in our lives, in our families. And we thank you, Father God, for giving us the opportunity even to be ambassadors who carry the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I declare that we will not perish, but we will live to declare your works. And we will live to do even greater things for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.